8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Welcome, everyone. It's Monday. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I am your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay, everyone's excited to be here. I'm excited. I'm very excited. We're going to be listening today to John Denver and the Phils. Why? Because he's dead, just like my cat. You're the best idea I've had all day. Yes, we're going to try not to do cat jokes today because I'm very, very raw and sad and I don't want to cry anymore. It's been 72 hours of constant crying, but we're here to do jokes and I'm glad to be doing it with you. Yeah! Ha ha! MutinyRadio.fm Hey, the way the joke workshop works is we have four minute sets by your amazing comedians and at three minutes you hear this. When you hear that crazy horn... That means you have a minute. That doesn't mean like, stop now. It means you have a minute. It means feel what a minute feels like. New comics, that's what a minute feels like. And then do your jokes. And then after that, people find microphones and they give you comments on your jokes. The way this show works, because it's a radio show, is you have to find a microphone. I know you want to sit where you're sitting and be like, I got things to say, but you actually have to walk five feet to the microphone and speak into that because it's a radio show. But uh, be nice when you give people comments. Obviously, be honest, but if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. So like nice, fluffy, toasted brioche bun on top. You put the meaty, shitty thing in the center, and then on the bottom, another brioche bun. Maybe a little cheese in there. I don't know. Be nice. But uh, cool. We'll do four minutes of comments, and we'll just run through this list. Hey, everybody. Tonight, your first comedian. He's been so helpful. He's been looking up things and trying to figure out how to make Mutiny Radio money. He's a very funny man. And uh, he's super into this comedy scene. Put your hands together for Mark Neuer. Happy 
Commentary comes after Warhol. Okay. Thank you. Anyone smoke cigarettes or is it just me? Just you. Just me? Fantastic. So you don't remember when a dollar a pack meant something, but now it definitely doesn't. I still have to put a loan out. I still have to go to the bank. It's not a good joke. Anyways. <laughs> oh, thank you. I uh, got a YouTube ad today on the way to work, and it said... Your eyes have never been busier. There's just so much to see. It's like, hold on, YouTube. That wasn't the fucking case before you gave me an ad. If you would have just let me listen to my music like I was trying to do, my eyes would have nothing to look at but the homeless problem in San Francisco right now. Ah. Not a goddamn thing. Woo! <laughs> Speaking of the bus, I want to create a bus app. I want to name it, hey, wait for me. It's like a bus stop ride share thing. If enough of us click the same bus stop and say, hey, wait for me, the bus has to wait five minutes. <laughs> and if you, if you purchase the, uh, the premium, newbie, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. If you purchase the premium version of the app, if three premier members click the same bus stop the bus breaks down <laughs> and the only way to reactivate the bus is until everyone's phone arrives at the bus i thought of all of that today <laughs> on my way to work i'm not mad i'm angry there's a huge difference if you don't know it's my demeanor at all times i'm not mad i really don't fucking care but i'm angry as fuck. You know what I mean? There's no punchline. <laughs> it's like I'm happy, I'm smiling sometimes, like I'm smiling, so I'm not mad. But like I can, like I just, like that, like I could just get angry. I'm not mad though, because it doesn't last. It's just a quick burst. I need medication. Uh, does everyone know about Roseanne Barr, the whole scandal? Everyone posts about it on Facebook. <laughs> Gas is 429 right now, San Francisco. <laughs> How high are we going to let it go, San Francisco? You posted about it, Roseanne Barr, on Facebook. You did your good deed. How about going and slashing some fucking tires? Let's do some real work here, San Francisco. We, you will collectively hug a fucking tree so it won't, you'll climb the tree. You'll live in the tree. You will live in the tree for days to save this tree's life. But you won't save money at Chevron. All you got to do is, I don't know, Throw a hand grenade at a fucking gas station? There it is. Assassinate the CEO of AMPM? I don't know. We need reform. Everyone wants to jump on Trump except the gas price. 
It's it fucking skyrocketed as soon as he went. I voted for him. I I got no fucking shame in my game. I regret my decision. Anyways, thank you guys for your time. Uh, I hope you shit all over me. Thank you. Makes me happy. Everybody, Mark Neuer, yay! Sunshine on my shoulder makes Warhol happy. Um, I think the boner petite sign gives the audience a really clear sense of what you think of them. A crotch level bone appetite, boner petite sign. Um, the listeners have no way of knowing, but that opener was very smooth until the until the end there. The listeners have no way of knowing, but the comedy keeps growing. <laughs> and they're certainly not showing. Um, <laughs> and I think jump on Trump was nice phrasing. I jumped on that too. I thought he should start into a cheer. Jump on Trump. Jump on Trump. I thought you were going to say everyone wants to jump on Trump, except Melania. <laughs> um, I also think you could probably relate back uh, the gas prices with the bus somehow. You know, you hate taking the bus. You you can't drive anymore. I don't know. There's probably there's probably some connection there with transportation. And your gas prices of four twenty nine. How about four twenty forever? How about we all just embrace the green of this city and we just say that gas prices are four twenty in perpetuity. When I originally first did this joke in my head, because I didn't really have a set number yet written down, it was just kind of like I just kind of freed it off off just the couple sentences I wrote in my notebook, and it came to my head four twenty. But then I was like, that's too cliche. I don't know. Not to just what you're saying. I no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> say four twenty nine, but then say, yeah, everybody smokes weed here now. Can't we just make it four twenty forever? Like okay. just like the forever stamps. Like stamps yeah. are thirty eight cents now. I think a piece or something. But if you buy the forever stamp, they're thirty one cents. I don't know how that works. Uh, you just aged yourself because I don't think anyone here knows anything about stamps. All right. They thing. all do email. They're like, snail mail. What is that? Uh, you mentioned in the beginning, you were saying like meds. And then I thought, what meds? Uh, you could do funny med names off of the silly things you were doing, like burst something like, because like Ambien that Roseanne does is like A-M-B-N, morning's good. But you talked about meds. If you want to talk about meds, I mean, it's always fun to make up med names that have to do with things that are happening in the world right now. I don't know. I actually really like the transition from everybody here about Roseanne to, did you know gas is 429? Like, I thought that was really great. And you could probably do a few of those where it's like a stupid thing everyone is consumed with and then like a real issue maybe. I don't know. I just like that setup. Thank you. Cool stuff. Any other comments? Clap wildly for Mark Neuer! Wish for you. Wild clapping. So nice. Uh, did Marty Cunney arrive? No. No, he was first on the list. Who's third on the list there? I don't have the list in front of me. Sue. Sue Alfieri. Hell yeah. She's got kids to deal with, you guys. You better fucking pay attention because she's paying attention to like other little lives like yeah pay attention to her life for a second all right will somebody do it because she's paying attention to other people's lives little tiny people everybody put your hands together sue alfiari yay 
Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say all right during the middle of John Denver. I feel like that was bad. That was bad form. Um, this is also bad form that I have my uh, phone in my hand. Um, so I recently celebrated my birthday in this really magical way, in this really magical place. It was sunny and everybody was outside. And like for the first time when I was running, I was passing people. You guys should totally go. It's called my mom's retirement community in Florida. <laughs> It was great. There's like an after party every night. It starts at 7 p.m. at the club house. When I go there, I'm like, yo, Agnes, your hair looks good. You just get it done for the month. And Ethel, how's that heart murmur? And uh, Beverly, you got a ride home from your colonoscopy tonight? So it was great. Um, let's see. Uh so anyway, oh, my brother and I wanted to set up a dating profile for my mom on this website for the over 60 crowd. It's called 50 Shades of Grey. And their tagline is, we're pretty sure it still works. Um, but I'm a writer. I just want to tell you some of the highlights of my mom's profile. It was like, Carol likes long walks on the beach, complaining, <laughs> getting to the airport three hours early. <laughs> And sharing fake news on Facebook passive-aggressively. Um, when you live in New York or New Jersey, your life is like mandatory that you go to Florida. Your life goes like New York, New Jersey, Florida, death, funeral, sparsely attended funeral, unless there's a buffet. That's how we roll in Jersey. Um, but so I just have... Uh, I'm going to hit my 10-year wedding anniversary with my husband. Woo! Yeah, so, um, and my two-month anniversary with my boyfriend. Um, my favorite part of being married is, like, that really early part where you're really happy and single and you haven't met yet. Um, I wanted to buy him an anniversary present, but he clearly has everything. Haha. <laughs> um, yeah, my husband is Joey from Jersey. Um, his best friends are Frank and Vinny. Um, we had our first hookup at the Jersey Shore, so uh, it's really like a Jersey dream come true. The only thing that could make it better is like if his other best friend was the situation. Um, and uh, so w wedding prep was fun for our wedding. I took his mom to go dress shopping with me, and she made me try on this dress that was like Swarovski crystals. It was like just, you know, I look like an ice skating kind of outfit for competition. And she go I come out of the, the um, dressing room, and she's like, oh, Sue, the other dresses, you look like a princess. This one, you look like a queen. And then uh, we had to find a DJ, which I took her. In Jersey, you have to get a wedding DJ. And the DJ was showing us all of his accessories, like we were going to Avi Cohen's bar mitzvah or something. <laughs> and my mother-in-law goes, oh, Joey loved the sunglasses at his sister's wedding. You should do this one. So um, we did. We did that one. And when we showed up at Macaluso's wedding hall, our name was in lights like we were the like the key the key act at Macaluso's that night. Um, and that's all I have for right now. That's all Something I that I'd like to do. Everybody sue Olvier, yay! We've got microphones stationed around. Um so I really love the line about like 
being married is great. The best part is when you haven't met yet. I think that was amazing. I love that. Um, I just thought of two tags, if you want them or not. Like, uh, for the old folks home, like, the dating is great because I'm married, I thought, maybe, something like that. And then the you talked about it, your husband's friends. It's like, yeah, his friends are Vinny, Frankie, whatever. They're all terrible in bed. All right. More comments. Uh, I This is maybe just me being an egotistical a-hole, but uh, you don't need to apologize for bringing your notes on stage. Deneen Garofalo paved the way for that long ago. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, uh, maybe he's not the best example to use. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, uh, Gerard Carmichael did it, too. But uh, you do really good accents. You should, If you can think of any other stuff that you can do with that, I would, I would suggest that highly. All right, that's all I got. I had some stuff uh, from the retirement party. It was very funny, but I wanted you to go to further in what's good about it. Was the food good? Was the dating good, as Warhol mentioned? Was the money good? Like, what were you, like, the, the retirement party is great, and you talk to the people, but why was it so awesome? Like, the crab puffs or something weird and specific, like the grilled cheese there or whatever, something, the tomato soup, I don't know, whatever's great there. And then, or the buffet. And I felt like you mentioned the buffet once, and I was like, you could call that back a bunch. You could call it back to the retirement party. You could call it back to your anniversary with all the buff. You could be like, and it's, well, it's the buffet. And like, I don't know, I like food a lot, so I would try back. And then um, with the Jersey Shore thing, uh, I would say, keep the bangs. You left the bangs long ago, but that would be the joke I would bring back with like, if I would have kept the bangs, fluffiness or something. Yeah. Because then you'd look like a drag queen. You did the thing, oh, I look like a queen. Well, no, if I had the bangs, I'd look like a drag queen. You know, because it's got to cover the forehead yeah. with the eyebrows. and the. Yeah, it's kind of where I was going to with the, the queen thing. There's a miss, you miss, there's a miss, there's a good opportunity for tag there. It's like, I look like the queen. Yeah, the queen of fucking press on fingernails or something. <laughs> something like that. You know, like there's good opportunity to just make fun of Jersey people more. And so, lay it on. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Yes. Any other comments? Well, then clap wildly, everyone, for Sue Albieri! Yay! We're in between John Denver songs. That's why the, the John Denver didn't come up here. It comes up, like, dramatic. There it is. Dramatic John Denver. Yeah! All right, we're here on the Joke Workshop. Uh, I don't, I, I, you know, I know who was first on the list and he's a hilarious guy and he runs the F-bomb comedy everything. Go like them on Facebook and find them wherever you can and clap your hands right now for Marty Cunney. Older, older than the trees, younger than Thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much. That, that music really en- encapsulates my feelings of coming back from Mexico and wanting to die. So thanks for that. Um... I uh, I was uh, I was we were down in Mexico. Where uh, actually I was going fishing down there it was pretty fun. I don't hear like to go fishing. Fans of fishing in the house, yeah, yeah. We got some enthusiastic fishermen in here. Uh, you can hear it on the radio, I'm sure. But I thought it was funny. I went down to the fishing hole and I saw a sign that said "Must be at least ten inches to take home." And I was like, "What is this Tinder?" Uh, I said that out loud. To myself, no one else around. And it was weird because it wasn't in like a canyon or anything, but there was still an echo. Uh, I don't know if you ever felt the need to just punch yourself in the face before, but it just, it's hard. It's hard. The angle's difficult. 
but you know it's your responsibility no one else is there around um i don't know it was it's it was funny though when i thought about that i realized that i actually do go about uh picking up women a lot like i go fishing i go to the designated fishing area i get drunk for about six hours i just sit on my ass and wait for something to happen uh and zero effort or anything put into it. I got like a string tied around my toe, no bait on the lure or anything. God, and the results are usually the same. I go home drunk, alone, and smelling like power bait. And if I do catch anything, that has got to be the dumbest fish in the pond. Uh, probably something wrong with that fish. Probably best to catch and release. Oh, guys, have you heard the news? The news about the Jews. Um, so... In New York, actually, uh, or, sorry, not, different different uh, Jew news topic. Um, Facebook was in the news recently because uh, when you advertise on Facebook, you can pick from like a drop-down menu of people you want to advertise to, right? If you're advertising hiking shoes, you can choose to advertise to outdoors people. If you're selling Subarus, you can advertise to old lesbians. Um, <laughs> things like that. But uh, one, of the f- one of the actual menu drop-down items recently was Jew haters. Yeah, this is a true news story. You can look it up. It was right at the Charlottesville protests, and Facebook was like, oh, our algorithm just picked something up, but we don't know what it was. We're sorry. But it made a lot of sense to me. I couldn't figure out why I was getting so many ads for tiki torches and Eddie Bauer outfits on my news feed. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't hate the Jews. It's a joke. Actually, I play the Jewish piano. I'm an accountant, so... That'd be a terrible industry to hate the Jews in, guys. Come on. I uh, actually hit, I did go to a bar mitzvah recently. I mean, anyone, anyone here been to a bar mitzvah recently? Or like any, any cultural coming of age ceremony, right? It's like every culture decided uh, to have a ceremony where you like signify that someone's an adult. And every single culture decided that it was much younger than 18. Uh, every single culture around the world decided that. And it's weird. It's just like the, the ceremonies are weird. Like what a bar mitzvah is, is where you take a 13-year-old Jewish boy and you uh, put him in a suit and his most uh, pimply face, his most crackly voice, and you put him in front of a synagogue full of people and you have him sing in a language he doesn't speak. Like that is some embarrassing shit right there, right? But it's not as weird as the quinceanera. Anyone here been to a quinceanera? Uh, all right, so that's basically where you take a 15-year-old Latina girl and you put her in a wedding dress and you tell everyone, she's a woman now. She's ready. She's ripe. Yeah, so Latinos are having a come see how fuckable my daughter is party. The Jews are having a come see how unfuckable my son is party. <laughs> different strokes for different folks, I guess. All right, guys, I'll leave it at that. Thanks a lot. Microphone's open. Was was power bait? Is that a masturbation joke? Power bait? Yeah. No, power bait's a type of uh, bait and fishing. I think there could be something there though. Go home and power bait. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, and pow- but power bait is just smelly, cheesy, weird. I mean, maybe yeah. you could come power bait. That's the only thing that could happen. Maybe is and if then you. The only other uh, tag I had was uh, fishing, fishing and dating. Drop my fly and see what happens. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. That's good. You could also just say like a kind of fishing bait is like the master bait of of baits, which could be easier to follow. Power bait is the master of baits. It's the master bait. Yeah, something like instead of like not saying master bait and saying something else, 
you could not say the other thing. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I think it because power bait. That's a that took me like a while to follow. Yeah. Anybody who knows fishing, I know power bait because I've fished before. If you've ever fished, you know power bait. Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, you were great. A minute thirty in, you mentioned Jews news, and it was great, and you got a great laugh. But then you went not funny for a second. But then, <laughs> but then you went back to funny with Subarus, and you didn't rhyme it back to Jews. I feel like when you get into Subarus, you got to go back to Jews, and like because yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing I'm looking for in that joke is there's a lot of dead time in between right, in, the punchlines. Right. It so kills pace. when you say. Jews news, which is great. You've got to have like three taglines that are like Palestine, more like Palestine or Palestine, more like Palestine. I mean, because Palestine, Goldstein, Goldstein. Or, right. There's got to be like three jokes in between or something. Yeah, I need to fill the space there because it's me just like explaining a lot of stuff. Right. And but then- you need three Jews news. You need three big Jews news punchline, like headline punchlines. Like, turns out Silverstein's are worth less than Goldstein. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's one of them. Exactly. Yeah. I, I got to fit that in somewhere, so that's good. Uh, Max said he was going to say something, but he decided not to. I, uh, I didn't and then, hear anything of your set, but I like um, power, power bait is the master bait. Yeah. Uh, is that, was that your... Someone, yeah, someone threw that up. Yeah. I like that. I think that was... Panel said that. That was fantastic because Power Bait is the yeah, master. Yeah, there's an easy pun other, there. I other, other, than, uh, yeah. other than regular like anchovies and shit. And I liked your idea trying to get back to the tiki torches, but our memory is so short, everyone's forgotten that. And I know it was only like eight months ago with the tiki torches and the thing about the guy who ran over people and right. this stuff but people have already forgotten so yeah. no I'm, i feel like a lot of people here remember it <laughs> well they should yeah i i remembered it i just i well, just when i tell everyone like i'm a jew hater the expectation is silence after that right <laughs> i'm not like trying to get a big cheer out of that one right <laughs> i i feel like you could go in another direction with that though because i think you were on you just you came off on the kind of on the a side that people don't support, so it just felt like oh, it did. It felt like I didn't want to laugh at that. I don't know. It just felt a little weird. But you can be combative. Yeah, but you can double down and be combative, and that's great. Like you can combat it, and then and then be like, don't listen to me. I'm a cat dad. Like you can you can build yourself up and then just knock yourself down at the same time. Like after. yeah, but I got to bring it back to the accountant thing because that's right. It's very thing. funny. Yeah. One question: Are you Jew baiting? <laughs> Everybody clap your hands wildly for Marty Cunny. Your next comedian's been giving lots of great comments. He's up to the stage right now. Put your hands together for Warhol Kaufman. Um, I need to do a fundraiser. I'm I'm raising money right now. Um trying to start the Museum of Masturbation Art. Here's my idea. We're going to get a bunch of just the world's greatest art, you know, and just put plexiglass in front of it and everyone can come in. I don't know if you're like me. I get turned on when I see great art. And everyone can jerk off and you don't have to worry about fucking up the painting. Because it'll have plexiglass, so whatever the fluids are, it'll be, you know, I think $7 to enter uh, and keep your hands to yourself. That's my big idea. I really just wanted to come up here to tell a story 
about the first time I fingered a girl. Nice to meet you. Hello. Um, it was on the back of the youth group van. You've been there. You know what I mean? We were uh, bonding, having a spiritual moment. And I think I don't think anyone knew except for the people sitting next to us or whatever. And it was fine. And then later after that, um, I was looking for her the next day. And I was like, we were at this uh, youth retreat, which is basically like um, it's like tantric hanging out a bunch of 12 year olds and 13 year olds and 15 year olds like spending a night really close together keeping room for the holy spirit you know um so i couldn't find her i looked for her for a while we had some free time and i tracked her down i was like oh what was up and she was like oh i was hanging out with this other this other boy you know Tariq. like oh that's cool like she's like yeah actually we had sex and at the time i never had sex i was just mystified i was trying to figure out like an anthropologist like how how did that how did that work? How did that happen? Like, how did you go from here to there? So I like asked her. She was like, well, we were hooking up. And then he said, can I put it in? And that was the tale of romance. That was that was a secret. I learned a lot that day. Um, see, also, Texas is number one in hot car infant deaths. A lot of people have been paying attention to Rachel Dolezal because she's in this documentary. People are so upset about her ethnic confusion. They don't really give a fuck that she abuses children. It's just they skip over that. So it made me realize that if you really need to hurt a child, abuse a black baby today. Uncle Sam wants you to abuse a black baby today. You can drive him off a cliff. You can starve him. You can lock him in a closet. You can shoot him while they're playing with the gun. These are actual stories of real things that have happened. You can have him run around, chase another kid with a gun. It's beautiful. Abuse a black baby today. Do whatever you want. No one will give a fuck. Am I in blackface? I've been concerned recently that I might be in blackface. The good thing about the race wars is at least you know who your team is. I like white people because white people know everything except how racist they are. I um, I was thinking about when I used to be able to eat ice cream. I can't eat ice cream anymore. I'm lactose intolerant, which means I have to smoke like a blunt before and a blunt after. It's just a big commitment, you know. Um, but I really love eating ice cream, so maybe it's worth... Eating it on the toilet, I guess. Eating ice cream on the toilet. You know. You know, the only thing I can think of that would be happier, when I was little, when my mother loved me, on my birthday, she used to take our cereal and instead of putting milk in it, she'd give us a ball of ice cream and then roll the ball of ice cream in our cereal and let that eat let us eat that for breakfast on our birthday can we just sit with that for a minute (laughs) let's just think about when my mom loved me uh yay warhol kaufman you started with fingering a girl that's a great way to start oh you said no pussy jokes no 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 it's fine i said no cat jokes pussy is fine but yeah you start with fingering as a girl and then i felt like when you got to texas i don't know if you said texas is number one Yes. You did. But then you should say, like, in fingering teenagers. <laughs> I have to check the stats on that. But no, but I, yeah, well, who knows? But I just thought that would be cute. Uh, that was the only tag I had for you. And my only other thing I wrote down was we can abuse babies, like, of any color. Like, are we allowed to do that now? That's oh, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> what exciting post times we it's live in. It's the future, baby. Wow. Uh, baby. 
We don't need the workforce anymore. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, the the Masturbating Art Museum. Uh, technically, it's a punchlines. You're brilliant. It's You're a right. win-win for you because... Uh, everyone gets a, people pay to get in, and at the end of the day, that plexiglass pretty much is a new Jackson Pollock painting, and you can sell that. That's beautiful. So, that's that's the one. Something along those than, lines. It's better than my bit. Um, um, yeah, I could use. I could definitely come up with some punchlines for that. I think too. Yeah, for sure. I've never tried that bit. I'm doing this thing for June where I uh, go up without material, so I'm going to bomb a lot. It's going to be fine. It's good. Fantastic. It's, yeah, it's I will not be booking you. Not at shows, you asshole. Oh, uh, you don't uh, like stream of just consciousness. Just open mics. Just open mics. <laughs> but, it's a, it's a lose win. Uh, the other bit was... Uh, the long story... Uh, the story was like, uh, yes, can I put it in? Uh I think, I don't know, the two thoughts I had were, you were like, wow, he didn't even have to say please, uh, mm. or something like that, and then, or like the tag there is like, that's when you learned uh, how hot consent is, or something like that, like, Ooh, oh, he asked, that's, that's how a, he, that's, that's all a killer. it takes, that's a killer. <laughs> something like that, I don't know. Uh, I, Only at open mics, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I noticed that you use the phrase, you come in to the Masturbation Art Museum. You gotta come in. You come in, that was pretty cool. And then you come out. <laughs> I also <laughs> like how the beating or abusing black children is coming along. Because oh, I've heard that a couple times. Yeah, and I added Tamir Rice in there. No, yeah, you, you definitely like, you added the beginning portion, which kind of explains the whole like, you should abuse black children. Because at first that's just how you came out, like guns blazing, like, no, like beat black babies. Was, was that how it was? You oh, probably okay. were outside smoker. No, I. I've anyways uh, I like how that's coming along you're kind of like uh, oh yeah it's great it, it doesn't get laughs but it does help make people feel better about all the abuse of black children the uh, <laughs> I like how you like did nobody will give a fuck like you kind of like stopped for the a uh, fuck I don't know I like that I like the word fuck anyways fuck what's up yeah I liked your uh, masturbation bit and I was thinking that yeah, you were my one laugh. My, I was the what? You were my one laugh. That shit was funny. Thank you. You guys are missing out. Where were you? Okay. <laughs> so, fucking, I think it'd be funny to say something like, and this museum would create jobs because right after each bust, someone needs to stand there and wipe right. the plexiglass yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Because if Don't you, because I mean, is it yeah. like multi, because I know you said you can't touch, which is a funny line. Like, that's one rule. <laughs> Can they both be masturbating towards the same plexiglass or do you have to, is it like a you get alone time you, like like in Ooh, like in question. like in strip clubs you know they have like little booths there is there like blue. a booth curtains. like you have alone time with a painting curtains <laughs> curtains and a cloth <laughs> i think it would be like a urinal yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's with like it's for like yeah because the idea of someone getting turned on by art is great yeah is it just me i know no all those dick art paintings of all those beautiful young ballerinas i mean who can't right A lot of people ragging on the term sapiosexual and you say like I consider myself sapiosexual because I only masturbate to like fine art or something. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, that's cool. yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right, everybody clap your hands together. Warhol Guffman. And his name's Warhol, assholes. His name's Warhol, so he knows how to jack off to bad art. You're fucking your name is Warhol. 
You can jack. You just you jack off to a picture of a of a of a soup can. You weirdo. Your your next comedian Ian Levy isn't here, is he? Didn't think so. Fuck that guy. Uh, your next comedian, she is on uh, my Sparkcast tomorrow at Spark. Put your hands together right now for Psy D. Thank you. Uh, I'm not from here. I just came in here, flew in here from Detroit uh, because I had a business idea that I wanted to pitch to all the tech startup CEOs. Uh, I want to start my own halal card service. I want to start my own halal card service where with every falafel you order, you get to hear a joke I wrote for free. I'm going to call this the haha lol card. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mentioned I flew in here. Uh, I don't like flying. Uh, airports are a terrifying time for me, for the obvious reasons. Um, you know, but I, I try to, I try to be positive about it. I try to make conversation with people when I'm on the plane. That way, I feel that I can make people more comfortable, right? And sometimes it goes wrong. So I was talking to this co-passenger of mine who happened to be this elderly white woman while I was flying here from Detroit. And uh, things were going fine. And suddenly she started talking about politics, right? And I was agreeing with everything she had to say. And at one moment, she said something like, you know what I think? I think with this administration, we're just two terrorist attacks away from the nukes getting used. She said, I think that we're just two terrorist attacks away from the nukes getting used. And I was in complete agreement with that sentiment. And I should have just nodded my head and gone back to my Sudoku. <laughs> but I'm stupid. So what came out of my mouth was, well, if they do it the right way, it should only take one. <laughs> so I've got to take back the Greyhound now. I volunteered for the no-fly list. I think figured like that's a safe thing to do. Yeah, what else? Um, so ever since I started doing it, uh, I've realized or I feel like uh, I perform better at sex when my bushes are trimmed. I just wanted to make a garden variety dick joke there, then pan out. <laughs> Uh, one thing I've been I've been doing open mic comedy for like a couple of years now, uh, and there's one thing that I like doing. I mean, one thing that's good that come out of it is that I get to meet other people like me, you know. And sometimes I meet other brown comics, right? And that's exciting, right? And I'm excited to meet them. But sometimes those guys are too excited to meet me. Like this one guy the other day was like all drunk and he was all falling over me and he wanted to take a selfie just because we both were brown and we were both comedians. That was all okay. But when we took a selfie, he posed like this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know we both brown, but why, why does he have to put up the Aziz Ansari finger banging sign? That's just, <laughs> that's uncalled for. He's like, you're brown? Me too. It's just, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, what else is going to talk about? 
Um, I fucking hate yoga pants. Um, I just hate them. I don't know why I bring it up, but I fucking hate yoga pants. I think yoga pants are a disgrace to the ancient art form of yoga that my ancestors invented. I mean, think about it, right? Yoga pants are what you get when you take cultural appropriation and add exploitative child labor to it. I mean, if you think of it that way, no wonder that rich white women love it, right? I mean, it's just right up their alley. I mean, yoga pants, think about it some more. Yoga pants, because of yoga pants, right? This happened. It used to be before yoga pants that the first thing you learned in yoga class was a downward dog. Now the first thing you learn in yoga class is the camel toe. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. Sigh, everyone. Hooray. Yoga pants. Yay. Everyone loves yoga pants. Ten terrorist jokes. Yay. Yeah, I really love the line, I volunteered for the no-fly list. I thought that was hysterical. I feel like you could probably, when you say, I hate flying, maybe you could start off with that. And maybe you could say, well, I just told myself I volunteered for it. I actually was put on it or something like that. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to start off with that, but that's like kind of an old joke, and everyone else here was doing new jokes, so that's that, yeah. Thank you. Other comments? People seem to like your set. They don't have a lot of comments. All I wrote down was terrorist jokes, exclamation point, smiley face. So that's all I got. Instead of saying that uh, you don't like to fly, you could say that other people don't like you to fly. I don't know. I just thought of that. Thank you. Other comments? All right, let's just clap wildly. Everybody for Psy! That happens too on the joke workshop. People are like, nah, it was good. Like, nah, dude, good. You're a nice comedian. We actually were talking today, uh, well, uh, me and myself and I, about uh, Werner Herzog, and I couldn't stop thinking about your next comedian because he does the best Werner Herzog impression I've ever heard. Put your hands together right now for Stefan Massey. Pamela, your flattery means nothing to me. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why I put that down. There's stuff I need on that. Um, uh, (laughs) All right, let's see. Okay, yeah, I live with a pug now. Uh, I was already an introvert, and being around an adorable animal that relishes in every small bit of affection I give it has only made human interactions seem less attractive than it already was. Uh, it's my roommate's dog. His name is Elton, the, the dog, and my roommate's name is John. Get it? Elton, John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first awe that's gotten. Uh, and I'm a, a little more uh, of... I'm... I'm more than a little elitist when it comes to at this point in my life and I can tell if I have an interest in spending time around someone and I understood very early on uh, that I wouldn't want to get to know John socially so I'm just sort of making up a story about him in my head uh, as time goes on he works nights and based on that and uh, nothing else uh, just other than the fact that he has a dog uh, I've decided that he's a hitman because he doesn't seem to have a social life either. Uh, last night before I, I uh, before he headed out to work, I was in the kitchen and, and he was saying goodbye to his dog and I had my headphones on, I wasn't, but I wasn't listening to anything and he, might, he must have thought I couldn't hear him because he was saying goodbye to his dog and he was bent down and he just whispered to him, you're an idol, you're a god. And 
you know, that's kind of worrying on one level, but that's pretty much how I feel about dogs too. Uh, so I'm not really concerned. Although if he does actually end up being a hitman and someone takes out Elton, he's just going to go all John Wick on everybody. Cause that's how that movie, that's how that happened. If in case you didn't know, um, I have not smoked pot in almost 12 weeks as part of a study I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's going to wrap up Thursday morning, so look for me to be even more incoherent than usual in the coming weeks. Um, I, uh, I'm i a proud graduate of UC Santa Cruz, proud mostly for having gotten through it at all, uh, not so much for the theater degree I actually ended up acquiring. If you have a theater degree, that means one of two things. Either you're a narcissistic asshole who should only be around people similar to you, or you just wanted to fuck around for two to three years of your college career. In my case, it's both. Uh, but I went to UC Santa Cruz, and somehow I, uh, I uh, never smoked w uh, weed in the five years that I was there. Uh, I was paranoid about not being in control. Uh, what was nothing uh, and it took my turning 21 to realize that I even liked alcohol uh, so it's probably for the best that I wasn't into the devil's lettuce as well at that time uh, I was already doing the absolute minimum as a theater major and uh, you know throw pot in the mix I probably would have conv convinced myself that a degree was just something the man makes us all believe we need uh, <laughs> alright this is this is an older one but you know maybe you'll have some feedback for it and also I just want to make doing songs as part of my set sort of a thing um, yep perfect timing uh, so when I was a kid uh, I didn't have any video games if we ever did it was because we would go out and you know rent a system at Blockbuster for anyone here who's old enough to remember that kind of thing um, and one weekend uh, me and my friends, we went out and we rented an N64 and uh, got the original Smash Brothers. We had a sleepover. And uh, the next morning we all woke up and we like just got right back into it. My best friend was upstairs in his bathtub and I just felt that it was like the height of importance uh, because I'm on the spectrum and, and I, uh, you know, have very strange way of waiting what is important to burst in on him while he was in the bathtub and let him know, hey, we're doing team battles. And, you know, he had the reaction that anyone would have when I came on in on him. He was like, get the fuck out! Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, that was the story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'm glad we took a minute as, my, as I did my little shtick and I told you about the time I first saw my best friend's dick. <laughs> when he first came to Stephen Mazzy, Sama's best friend's day. In the time that you've been playing all this music, I've realized that John Denver is just Credence Clearwater at half speed, <laughs> I think. Fair enough. Thanks. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> Comments for Stephen Massey, yay! Uh, the bit of Big Bidding about... You felt you like dis. You were sort of like felt like you're disconnecting more once you found out like how wonderful dogs were. You didn't have to associate with people anymore, and then you found out they could suck your dick too, and <laughs> you really didn't need people anymore. Throw a little bestiality in the mix. Yeah, why? That. Why not? Right? Dogs can't actually suck a dick. They can only lick your dick. Right? That's yeah. If you put peanut butter on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a dick. I just know things. You can put you can put peanut butter on your pussy too. Yeah, right. it's true. <laughs> um, and then I don't know. It just kind of popped in my head, but you. Just talking about like the theater degree, and in my head, I just kind of thought about it. Does it count as a luxury item because it's really expensive and useless? <laughs> uh, that's good. So, I don't good. know, something along those lines. It's, you could worth, it's worthless because you can't sell it at a pawn shop. Like, yeah. at least, yeah. at, least uh, a, at least a diamond ring. That's not, that's not entirely true. It does have Arnold Schwarzenegger's signature on it. Mm, mm. Some of them do. This, the mine does. 
well, and you're older than I am. That's nice. I don't know. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure I can find a pawn shop owner dumb enough to believe it's the real thing. <laughs> Other comments for the amazing Stephen Massey? No, no comments. Hey, everybody, clap your hands wildly. Stephen Massey! Giving the time back to the room. We love it. Your next comedian. What a lovely lady she is. Super hilarious. Love her every time she's around. Put your hands together for Geneva Rustorta! I do. I owe you money now. I know that. Um, I will actually bring it. Um, I I noticed, like, at least, I don't know if this is true anymore, but uh, my understanding of, like, female arousal definitely came from commercials, like, especially for, like, soap and yogurt, you know, those... Um, that was definitely the first place I saw it. So I think it's affected like the way I see female arousal now. Like uh, I was I was having sex uh, a lot um, for the past three years, and uh, I caught a reflection of myself uh, in the ceiling mirrors, and <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I look like I'm." in a commercial for a really uncomfortable bed right now. Uh, so that's sad. Um, another, <laughs> what else do I have to say? Oh, stairs are scary uh, to me. The reason stairs freak me out is I think they hold grudges. Um, because I've fallen down an entire flight of stairs several times and it's always because I missed the first step. I, I don't forget, I don't forget the rest, but like, I don't know, if you've had a friend who like, it was their birthday, you forgot to say happy birthday, so then the next day you're like, oh, by the way, like, happy birthday, and then they just bruise your entire body. Uh, I think that's who stairs would be if they were, a, had thumbs. Um, so, uh, my uh, mom wanted me pretty bad which sounds gross when you say it uh, like that, because women aren't supposed to want things. Um, <laughs> but my mom did, she, uh, my mom's lesbian, she decided to like go out, seek out uh, artificial insemination, have me, and that level of like self-knowledge and like uh, courage in the face of adversity uh, is, is so inspiring to me uh, in her. And obviously that's not what I say at parties because um, that wouldn't go well. I, at parties I like to say, my mom gives the best credit cards. Oh my God. Uh, like <laughs> manic Jewish credit cards um, she gives me. But trust sucks. I think if you trust people, you probably walk around with spinach in your teeth. I also think that's how you get into revenge porn. Um, not that I watch revenge porn, but I would imagine they'd all start with like, can I just talk to you for like 10 seconds? Um, and then it goes from there. Um, I, uh, I work with little kids. A lot of the conversations I have is like, I told you I was taking a break. <laughs> Do you think that means I'm still playing? Um, which is such a shitty way to talk to people, but they have to figure it out themselves and then it makes them feel like they're in control. Uh, so, but if you talk to adults that way, like 
um if i was like oh you're bisexual so does that mean do you think that means you like men and men who do crafts <laughs> and they'd just think i was a dick um i don't think i have any more new material okay I, I can't see yay geneva restorta crafts Stares the whole grudges. The only tag I would have is when you were talking about head, uh, something about head. I was like, to my stepmom, am I right? She gives great head. You said something about head, and then I just thought about your stepmom, and that's me being gross. But you know, how you know, dudes like will say like, oh, my girlfriend's really annoying, but she gives really good head. That's right. like super common. So I guess the reverse would be like, oh, my mom's really annoying, but like she pays for everything. Right. I don't know. No, no, I got that. But then but I, I thought it'd be, make that funny. But I thought it'd be cute if you had a tag on the end talking about how she also gives great head to your stepmom, and then you could be mad she does, about it. Yeah. A little well, bit no, I, I actually think my stepmom does all the work. That's kind of <laughs> <laughs> their relationship. <laughs> I loved your set. I thought you were hilarious. I that was I had nothing but other oh. than you're amazing. It's very funny. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Um, your your bit about how uh, the the commercials, uh, yogurt and soap, if, if you felt informed your sexuality. It's mostly self-explanatory, but then when you went into talking about seeing yourself having sex and you thought about a bed commercial, I, I kind of felt like you were when you went into talking about your actual sex life, there was going to be something to tie back to those the commercials you actually mentioned initially. So I don't know if you have anything for that, but that that was just no. that threw me is all. Oh, uh, okay. My other way I was going with. My way I was going with that was. Uh, now you're just like turned on by washing your own hair and like eating yogurt or something like that. Oh yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. yo, play with yourself. Or, you know, oh, a lot of, a lot of shitty pun yourself. opportunities. Oh there. my God. Pun. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that one. That's good. I, I, I like that though. I'm not going to take it, but I like it. You should use it. Uh, this is another stupid pun on, uh, <laughs> So you the commercial for the really uncomfortable bed is what you said? Yeah, so I was thinking there's a well so you could say that you were you feel you felt like you were in an ad for a temper prickly dick mattress or something like that. So just a play on temper pedic and yeah. Yeah. Cheap. What's temper <laughs> Temper anything, temper pokey dick for some <laughs> so it's yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Okay, thank you. Yay! Your next comedian. What a lovely joy he is. Put your hands together for Ian Levy! Life in the city can make you crazy. Recently, uh, I went on a, a date. Uh, and it went so well that the woman uh, stopped returning my text messages. So feeling very good about that. And I told a friend this, right? And my friend said, hey, on the bright side, right now you can write a fun little comedy routine uh, about being ghosted. Uh, and I thought about this. I was like, you know, I uh, would rather have a girlfriend 
Uh, I'd rather have someone care about me and love me. I uh, don't really care how funny the joke would have been. I just want someone to hold me from behind and tell me I'm going to be successful. You know, I'd trade the best joke I've ever written for someone going, your father's wrong about you. You will succeed at comedy. Like, that's what I want. So that, that, that's a joke I've been doing for a little while. It's based on a true story. Uh, and yesterday, the woman uh, who that joke's about uh, came into the cafe I work at. Uh, and I, I wanted to play it off real cool. So what I did... Uh, was I got very flustered and messed up all the drink orders. So that is that was my little. And she had a, she had a guy with her, uh, and the guy, uh, this woman who ghosted me, the guy who was with her seemed like a really nice guy, and it made me wonder, is she a good judge of character? <laughs> like, am I the bad guy in this story? Like. <laughs> like from her point of view, if she was to tell the story, would people be like, "Yeah, you got you you escaped that one. That was a good. That was all I could really think about." The guy was so nice too. He on a on an eight dollar bill, he tipped two dollars. That's a twenty five percent tip. That's that's above and beyond average. Like that's so nice. <laughs> that's five percent more than he needed to tip. Like, <laughs> oh boy, I don't I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know really how I feel about that. I'm I'm just processing really. That's not that's not really a joke yet, but I'm just I'm just trying to figure out where my life went wrong. I liked I liked her so much too. She was so nice. Well, I th- I thought until she ghosted me and then had my feelings hurt. I, I was on a date. Uh, this is a real thing I said to her, uh, and I I can't help but blame this for maybe why she didn't want to hang out with me anymore. Was I said um, we were talking about food we like, uh, and she said, "Oh, I love all fish." And I said, do you love the band Fish? And she uh, did not find that funny. So I don't know where I lost her, that comic gold. (laughs) She was more like, what? And I was like, what? And I was okay. (laughs) It's a a strange, strange time. I've I've, uh, I've recently come to the conclusion that uh, I think uh, conservative solutions to problems are more fun. I really do, right? Like, according to conservatives, they say uh, you can't do drugs. Like, it's against the law to do drugs, and it's against the law to murder. Uh, and if you break the law, we will murder you with drugs. Like, that's pretty fucking badass, right? You got to admit. Like, that's cool. I recently, uh, do you know, this is this is real. There was legislation that was tried to pass in California to ban the use of personal flamethrowers. Uh and then the, the Second Amendment people shut down that legislation. It's a real thing that happened. You know, just like how George Washington wanted it. Because <laughs> everyone knows the only way to stop a bad guy with a personal flamethrower <laughs> is a good guy with a personal flamethrower just rushing into that school. This <laughs> fucking... Flame stops flame. That's science, guys. I don't know. I'll just end on this. I think um, I think I make too many uh, too many jokes. Um, I was recently uh, t- talking. I was at a party. I didn't know anyone. Uh, and uh, the people at the party. It was a friend of a friend's party. And the people started talking about. Would you rather have a pie or sex? Right. And I thought, you know, I'll make a little joke. So I said personally. Uh, I would always rather have pie, right, 100% of the time, because if I regret my decision, 
I can still fuck that pie. <laughs> now, they thought I was real weird, uh, but the logic makes perfect sense because you'd be like, you're like, ah, and you're like, ah, and then if you regret it, you just go back to eating the pie. So it's perfect. Have your pie and fuck it too. <laughs> okay, that's my time. Thanks. Everybody, Ian Levy. The, I, I put some fish funk behind PHI. This is going to be playing behind the comments here. Uh, I mean, my first comment would have to be that you ran the light by 45 seconds. Oh, but no. That, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all good. Uh, Max Eddie has things to say. No, Serenity has things to say first. We can cut the comment short of that. <laughs> Let's just not give it to the white guy. Okay. Uh... This white guy, not you. You're good. Okay. Okay. How um, dare you? <laughs> no, I'm I thought. Black Panther. I have two. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the club now, right? Now. All right. Two quick things. I thought at the end you were like, um, I, I say too many jokes. I thought you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm too funny. I gotta stop. This is too much. Or later on, for a different joke earlier, you could do a callback when you said, uh, like you said, do you like the band Fish? And then she's like, you, she did not. And uh, who escaped who? Okay. I think yeah, there's yeah, an yeah, option yeah. for that. Okay. Yeah. That's, I don't know if that's true. To, I don't. I don't like the band Fish though. So is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh right. I mean that's just true. <laughs> just, I, they're just. I, I don't like you. the band Fish. Not only do I not like them, I also usually don't like. <laughs> I usually don't like people who like the band. <laughs> you just you just don't like things that jam. You're just a control so. freak, man. You Dude. just gotta let it go. You just gotta let the him manager, jam, the man. Manager of, of my just let him jam. The manager of my current cafe, he loves the band Fish. Yeah, just he let goes, it like, go, bro. Four hour rock sessions. Oh, same song. What song is it? We don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, fish. When I hear Fish, I think of him yelling at me on Slack or something. They all have PhDs. <laughs> they all have PhDs in music. What do you got? Fucking Fish is the bomb. Okay, yeah, I, I got Max a degree from San Francisco State. Boop it up, boop it up, boop. Yeah, watch out. We out here. Go Gators. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That la- the uh, flamethrower joke is fucking funny. I th- I thought you were going to say that they're literally fighting fire with fire, okay. um, which would be fun. And also the... Um, uh, he, but fire with fire is like a, it's like it's a idiomatic and it's you'd be repurposing I guess it. It could be so a form of friendly fire. Yeah, as if for friendly fire, like children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, and the fucking um, the the uh, the other bit like the the uh, you got ghosted, but uh, is she a good judge of character? Is a fucking hilarious line. Like that's that's. That's really solid. The, it's not really a bit. That's just my life. Uh, well, that's, it's that's just something. That's, I've, yeah. Your life I've is a bit. I've lost a lot of sleep over the last few days. But it, and it's but it's ubiquitous. Like everyone thinks that they're in the right when someone like you know breaks it off or ghosts them or whatever. But like the fact that you got it put back in your face is is really funny. So um, you did a, a setup before that, like for the original bit. That's like a, oh, it went so well that she stopped returning my text. I think you could probably come up with something stronger there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's not, okay. But uh, yeah, it was awesome though. Uh, I would also like to point out that it's legal to own a tank in California oh, as I didn't well. Know that. Yeah, yeah. kind of cost prohibitive though. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, unless you're yeah, on yeah. How many how many children can you kill per bullet with that, man? That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, with each round is pretty expensive. So it's so you're not thinking about shrapnel. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you're attacking the structural integrity of the school. Yeah, yeah. Um, how could you be the bad guy in that situation? 
right? The, the, that joke at the coffee shop, right? How could you be the bad guy? You barely like snorted before spitting in her coffee or something like that. Like I, I thought I felt I was pretty nice How about it. How could I be the bad guy? I didn't even spit on her after sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> something I, like that. Terrible thing. La- that was a terrible. La- thing. Last comment. Last comment, Stefan Massey. Last comment, Stefan Massey. Uh, there's definitely at least one roasted pun to be mined in the flamethrower bit, roasting people. Uh, and uh, more bad sound effects, please. That's all. That, okay. Ian Levy, yay! All right, moving right along, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Sarah Cooper! Some answers are no longer true. Hello. I like to say that my kids are my career because I don't have kids or a career. I almost had a career, but then I was just like, abort, abort, abort. Uh, No, no, that's not true. I I didn't abort my career. I just kind of left it in a dumpster somewhere. So I've been spending a lot of time at Starbucks, and I have some impressions of people at Starbucks. Um, This is a businessman talking loudly on the phone. Yes, hello, I'm, I'm very important. I'm very, very important. Yes, I'm very important. This is a mother talking loudly to her child. Who's a good mother? I'm a good mother. I'm a really, really good mother. And this is a father talking quietly to their child at Starbucks. Shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Just stay there. Just don't go anywhere. Shut up. And this is a woman talking loudly on a business call. Yes, what I was going to say is, well, what I think, well, what I had thought of, thank you so much. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. So I uh, always felt pretty fake at work. I always felt like I was putting on a show. But I think everyone feels like they're putting on a show. Uh, That's why they call it a performance review, right? (laughs) You go in and you talk to your manager and they're like, Sarah, in that meeting I really was convinced that you care about next quarter's goals. You know, you were so authentic, you were so passionate, and I was like, thank you, that's exactly what I was going for. You know, I, I want to one day be promoted to director, you know. But I do have to prepare for the role. I, I would have to, you know, learn how to draw a Venn diagram and, you know, make up bullshit excuses for sleeping with the interns, you know, really immerse myself in the role. And then once you just feel like the role isn't challenging enough anymore, you just start conference calling it in and you don't even care anymore. I just feel like they should give out awards, you know, for performance, like the Emmys. Uh, actually, after I left, I found out they do give out awards. They're just called bonuses, and I didn't get one. Uh, so I, I met my husband at work, uh, and uh, some people would say if you meet your husband at work and you date someone who works 10 feet away from you, you're kind of settling. But I think it's more like giving up. Uh, you know, it's like you're here, I'm here, I don't want to try anymore, let's just do this thing, right? You know, this feels really convenient for me. Uh, Are you free next Tuesday night? No, you're not? Well, I'll just see you all day Tuesday then. I'll just see you the whole day. Uh, It was good for my insecurity, though, because I always got insecure when, when guys didn't text me back. But with him, it was like, damn it, why hasn't he texted me back? 
Where is he? What is he doing? Oh, he's in the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's back at his desk now. Okay. He's got his phone. Okay. He's, yeah. He's texting me back. LOL. <laughs> Fuck you. You're not LOLing. This is bullshit. Uh, I was a little wary of dating someone at work, not because I wanted to, like, not because I was scared of dating a coworker, uh, because I was scared of dating a third coworker. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't like an office slut. I, um, I, I was salaried, so I was like more like an office prostitute. Uh, so that's what I preferred. Um, it is a little weird being married to a, a software engineer, though. Like, he's really smart, but he's really smart in the exact opposite way that I'm smart. Like, he understands algorithms, and I understand how no one wants to listen to him talk about algorithms. So uh, that's how we're different. He also doesn't understand my stories. Like, he always misses the point. Like, I was telling him about this reality television show in the UK where um, they pay for your entire wedding. But the catch is the man gets to pick out everything. The man gets to pick out the colors, the wedding dress, the location, everything. And this one guy made all the bridesmaids wear cheerleader outfits. And my husband goes, what team? All right, that's my time. Thank you. Sarah Cooper, everyone. Yay. You get to stay up there. That was an amazing set. That was like funny from beginning to end. All I wrote was good things. I'm like, great opening. That was great. Starbucks impressions were great. The only thing I had was like, I mean, you could only do a fifth Starbucks impression, which would be like a baby with an iPhone or something. Like after the, and there's, I mean, you the Starbucks impressions are great. And that's why I was like, could you go further? And it'd be like a child in Starbucks, like a baby with an iPhone being like, goo goo gaga. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture what that would be. They're like, give me, give me some milk. I don't know what they would, I have no idea. Yeah. But no, that the, everything, everything was awesome. I don't, I cool. think, does anybody have comments? Everybody say happy things, yay. Um, yeah, I, I really liked your set. Uh, I would just say with the with the actual the phone call stuff, I thought the uh, the last the the woman in the conference call was considerably funnier than all the other stuff. So I think you could honestly just cut the other stuff and then just have because to me that that part it felt like it was all build up to just get there, and I think you could just go straight into that because I yeah that's but uh, I thought it was all really good. Except the part you want me to cut. What? <laughs> you were awesome. Super badass. I take it back. It was terrible. It was all terrible. Women shouldn't do comedy. <laughs> oh my god, the cops are here. The cops are here. Oh my god. I, I thought the lady talking to her kid about how great she was as a mom was funny because I I see moms all the time and that's spot on. Um, if you <laughs> if if you could make that woman the same person or if you could just do those two impressions I thought that dad saying fuck you to their kids like we know it and it's really too soon um, <laughs> but I, I do think dads just say fuck you to their kids generally I assume that's exa exactly what they mean no matter what words come out I don't know though I could be wrong yeah, yeah. and I think um, I think maybe trying it with the uh, like business phone calls back to back could create a fun like uh, contrast. Like clearly the guy is like not adding anything and he's he's shit. And then she's trying and she's not able to. So yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Like they were. Why are you on a call in the same Starbucks right oh, now? I yeah, like that. Like yeah. That. Thank you. Yay, Sarah Cooper! Yeah, I said it, folks, driving in a black limousine. A lot of sad people making that movie right along. 
uh, your next comedian, hey, she's brand new to comedy, and we're really excited that she's here. I'm going to murder her name, but I'm going to try it the best that I can. Put your hands together for K. Jing G. Thank God I'm a country boy. I thought I was going to shit my pants during my MCAT exam and OCAM exam. But apparently, my first shit my pants moment is going to be on this stage. <laughs> so I figured out I'd try comedy, try to become a comic, because most of my friends and my family call me a joke. So I think I might be good at this. You know, growing up as a Chinese, there are really some pros and cons to become a comic. Let's talk about the cons first. So I grew up in China. And we don't really have stand-up comedy. You know how comics here make jokes about sex, sexuality, religions, um, politics? We can't really do that in China. All we talk about is um, sex. <laughs> Why? First, we don't believe in LGBTQ group. We think they are fake, fake news over there. <laughs> so we can't talk about sexuality. Second. We don't have religions. We are basically mostly atheists. Yes, we have no souls. So can't joke about religions. Um, and third, we, don't, we can't really joke about politics because, you know, the big brother is always watching. <laughs> so you see there, we really don't have many materials to joke about. Um, however, there are some pros of me becoming a comics. Because um, you know, people really care about political correctness here, and I think I can really pass those PCs for the sexuality, race, um, and uh, politics part. Because uh, I am bisexual, so I can joke about um, LGBTQ group, and I'm Asian, so I can joke, make all the racist Asian jokes, <laughs> and pass that PC. And I can also joke about women, because I am a woman. So I think I would do fine. <laughs> um, so let's say, you, you th uh, let's make a racist Asian joke here. <laughs> you think white people are the most racist here. But you know, secretly, actually, Asians are the most racist. It would be really OK if you bring back a white boyfriend, assume you are Asian, to your parents. They'll be OK with you. But if you bring a black uh, boyfriend back to your home, your ass is getting whooped. And even more, um, back in college, I actually went to UC Santa Cruz like that dude. So we had this um, Chinese student association. But most of them are Chinese Americans. So you know those Chinese Americans, they really don't like uh, the Chinese students. They're real Chinese, quote unquote. So, uh, so at this party, so I went to this CSA meeting because I thought, oh, I'm Chinese. I should meet more Chinese people on campus. <laughs> so, um, so I went to their first meeting. So I saw this group of um, Chinese American students together. The, so uh, first, when I first came to America, I really don't understand this lens. So they were using a lot of uh, words like um, fobs. So 
I didn't know what does pop mean. So I went up to them and asked, uh, I heard you guys using a lot of words like pops, but I'm not sure what do you guys mean. Can you explain it to me? Um, they said, oh, pops, uh, that stands for fresh of boat. So I said, um, so what does that mean exactly? They said, uh, we call those uh, Chinese international student fobs because they can fresh off boats, you know? And then I said, oh, actually, that's not true. I actually took a flight here. So <laughs> that's my jokes. Thank you. Babe, I hate to go. Yay, Jing. You, you stay up there. You get comments. You get, you get comments. That was her first time doing comedy. Yay! Yay! First time doing comedy. Yay! Yeah, I feel like you. Um, once you said the thing about you were two minutes in when you're like, I can be super racist, and that everybody laughed, and then I was waiting for something super racist. So you have like a really great opportunity to just say some really weird shit. That's all. Like, think of the weirdest, most ra- like we and and it's fun because you get a pass because you set it up. You're like. You, you're a second language learner, you have a cool accent, you've got the whole like, with the bi thing, it was cute that you were like, LGBT didn't have a thing, and then you're like, I'm a, I'm a bi. So you can put that together in some material, I feel like, just you know, right into it. It's your first time, you did an amazing job. You have great personality on stage, you're really fun to watch. I think we were all super engaged. Yay! No, it's great, you were great. I had it would have to be really well written and I don't know how qualified I am to give you this advice but if you were gonna say a racist Asian joke it would be funny if it was about a group of people that are not Asians as well as you being bi being able to make fun of the LGBTQ community if you made fun of a not bi section of that group would be ironic anyway but yeah Yeah, uh, same along the same lines. Uh, I thought you could, you know, you said you were bi, so you can make LGBTQ jokes, and then you said uh, you can make racist jokes, and then you can just say because I am racist, right? You don't need to, <laughs> and then you can make, uh, then that would segue into your Asians are racist thing. So yeah. <laughs> funny. I don't know if there's a thing there, but I laughed when, because like you're from China originally. And the irony of like, there was something in there when you were like, oh yeah, let me go to like, what was it, UC Santa Cruz and meet more Asian people in a country, and you're from a country where it's like, it's the Mecca. <laughs> so there's something there, but yeah, I dug it. Yay, everybody clap wildly, yay! Yay, yay, yay! yay. Meow, 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 meow. All right, your next comedian, funny guy, coming back at you. Put your hands together for Max Moachanin. Yay! All right, cool. Mutiny Radio Joke Workshop. I'm paid $2 to feel this uncomfortable since I rode Muni through the tenderloin. I didn't even pay $2, but I'll get you later. Uh, so I'm uh, 29 years old, and uh, I'm wearing a Minions t-shirt. You ever go shopping for a four-year-old's birthday present and you end up doubling the size of your wardrobe? <laughs> it's like, now I have two shirts I can wear to work tomorrow. 
Sometimes I'm on BART and I see like a six-year-old who's wearing the same t-shirt as me. I'm like, hey. His parents are like, let's get off here. It, <laughs> it's Civic Center where the people are more normal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't dress very well. Like, uh, It's gotten to the point where uh, St. Patrick's Day is my favorite holiday because most of my clothes have avocado stains on them. <laughs> like, It's the one day where I can be me and not feel bad about it. I'm like... <laughs> It's a dream. I'm like, would somebody pinch me? I feel like it's not real. That's irony, because it was St. Patrick's Day. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm 29 years old. I'm getting to the age where a lot of my friends are starting to get married, and the women aren't taking their husband's name, which is great. You know, It's a real, real slap in the face to our male-dominated society if you ignore the fact that they're just keeping their father's name. You know? it's, it's like, nice, nice try, ladies, but uh, we've been working on this patriarchy thing for quite a while, you know? You're not going to just turn the ship around in one generation. It's, it's not like the cold. You can't just get rid of it and like that, you know? Patriarchy is more like herpes, you know? Like everyone likes to pretend like it's not there, but uh, it's probably going to last forever. Uh, all right. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that either, but uh, let's see. Oh, uh, you guys know those like buttons you can press to like automatically open a door? It's like meant for handicapped people. You ever seen like a non-handicapped person use it? Earlier today, I was walking behind a guy who, who was not handicapped who used it. And to make matters worse, he was also a white guy with dreads. And I was like, I, I only know two things about this guy, but I already know he's probably like one of the worst people there is. You know, <laughs> like, you know like, I, like, I don't like the stereotype, but I'm pretty sure he's a militant vegan who, who still lives with his parents in Walnut Creek. You know, <laughs> He's probably like, Mom, I told you, I don't eat scrambled eggs. It's bad for the planet. Make me something else, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I had another joke about that. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, not only does this guy think he's black, he also, like, thinks he's entitled to the privileges that we give people who are handicapped, you know? Like, I feel like the next time I see him, he's going to be in one of those sections on the front of the bus that are reserved for handicapped people. Some old lady's going to come on and be like, excuse me, young man, would you mind giving me your seat? And he's going to be like, No. I'm like Rosa Parks. I'm protesting your silly bus segregation laws. All right, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> worth a shot. Uh, I, like, I like public libraries because everything's free. Uh, I go to the Berkeley Public Library a lot. I don't know if you guys have been there, but like half the people are either crazy liberal and the other half are just crazy. So like Berkeley Public Library seems like what a, what a Barnes & Noble would look like during a zombie apocalypse. Half the people are like foaming at the mouth for no reason. And the other half are like screaming like, hey, you know, you shouldn't eat meat. All right, I didn't, it's not working either. All right, I'll end there. All right, thanks everybody. Max Morgenine, yay! He did an old lady act out, yay! That was fun. The only thing I have to say is um, uh, after the little boy thing, make me some quinoa or pick some weird, dumb scrambled eggs. Meow. Like, but you could pick something better like quinoa or seitan or one of those uh, dumb things that vegans eat for breakfast, you know, like okay, scrambled you. eggs was too easy. Okay. Gotcha. Quinoa, seitan, I don't know, cashew cheese, cashew whatever the fuck those weirdos eat. But that was a really great set. You, you, in your first minute and 45 seconds, you had like 17 punchlines. So that was really impressive. Anyone else want to say nice things or say things? <laughs> so, 
I think it'd be funny maybe to go with, because you know how you listed off two things that that dude did? He like pressed the disabled button and then he's like a white guy wearing dreads and you're like, I already hate him. And then the third thing could maybe come immediately after and it's like, and then he like blocked the doorway for a real disabled person or something. Uh, okay, like okay. maybe like, yeah, something else is just like blatantly shitty. Uh, okay, gotcha. Just drive home the point. Basically. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. Any other comments? All right, well, it's a good set. Hey, everybody, Max, yay! Some days the song. Old lady act outs are always fun. We're in a Max Rock Block right now. It's a Rock Block Max. What? Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Eddie! Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pam. Okay, um... So you guys, uh, my name is Max. I have ADD. Uh, in case you don't know, uh, it's a attention deficit disorder. Uh, it's a disorder that predominantly afflicts children with insurance. So uh, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it's weird uh, having ADD because when I tell people, they don't believe me. Uh, they people don't think it's a real thing. But I I have a lot of issues with it. Like I can't do to do lists in order. Like my brain is constantly on shuffle. Uh, like I'll I'll be like, okay, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do some dishes. My brain's like, nope, we're going on Wikipedia. We're doing it. Uh, let's, uh, I've, I've, I know way too much about Piers Brosnan, just because that's what my brain goes to. It's terrible. But um, my friends were super supportive when I got diagnosed, though. I got diagnosed last year. Um, like, I told one of my friends, John, and he was just like, congrats. <laughs> nice, man. Uh, could I get some? Some Adderall, that would be dope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't clap. It's I need to make it more ironic. It's good, but uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been cool. Like having Adderall. One thing the uh, my psychiatrist won't do though is he won't prescribe me extra because um, it's a controlled substance, which kind of sucks. Because like, uh, what if I lose it or like, what if I want to sell it? Like, it's uh, like, come on, man, you're really harsh and mellow. Um, but uh, I actually, I did lose my, my Adderall this past weekend. Uh, I went on a boating trip to Lake Shasta and I dropped it in the lake. So uh, yeah, it sucks. Uh, also don't go boating at Lake Shasta because those fish are very focused right now. Uh, they are, if there's ever gonna be a Planet of the Apes situation with some fish, the time is now. <laughs> it's, uh, we've actually, I've, I was thinking about it, we've done way worse to fish than we ever did to apes. I don't understand, like Planet of the Apes, they were they were pretty mad. They were pretty revolutionary once they got their self awareness. All we did was like put mascara on them sometimes, and like a couple countries ate their brains. Like that's could be worse. We are literally almost killing fish and then throwing them back to deal with it. Yeah. See that's okay. That's good. Um, <laughs> that's I I I live for Arjun chuckling at my jokes. That is uh, it's great. That's I'll, I love you, man. Um, Hi. <laughs> there we go. Um, we'll talk about it later. It'll be good. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, I went to a Giants game uh, this weekend. Uh, it was cool. I realized I, I really like baseball. I have from a young age because I was told to. And that's it. Like, that's, that's the only reason. Like, it's just not a good game. Watching a, a baseball game is like... It's like going to your kid's graduation. There's only one moment you're there for, but you've got to pretend everything else matters. Like, like a, a baseball game is just people just 
giving a smattering of applause like 150 times and then one time going, whoa, that's my boy. That's fun. But um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of dudes there who look, it looks like the Giants game is what dudes who go to the club do before they go to the club. Like there's a lot of dudes who are just like, oh, fucking baseball, just with the backwards hat and the, the Oakleys. And uh, I don't know. They all just, they all look like they're a year away from being like intense little league coaches. Like they just, like their, their day goes, like go yell at some kids for not fielding a fucking grounder and then go into the game and then go and get some puss at night. That's, I'll make that funny later. Um, I think that's all that I've got. Thank you so much. Yay, Max Eddie, yay. Comments for Max Eddie will make him happy. So we're listening to John Denver and the Phils. Ian Levy coming up to the mic. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> is that funny? Uh, I was just gonna say, if you live uh, for Arjun's laughter, uh, you should kill yourself. I <laughs> uh, like the uh, baseball thing. Uh, a good way to say it, if you're bored by baseball, you can say it, uh, baseball is America's greatest snap time. That'd be a good <laughs> word. And then it might be a little cheesy, but a little bump to get into the next joke. And then personally, I thought it was offensive that you compared fish to apes, which I thought was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fun. Other comments. Uh, 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 here we go, Serena with a comment. Yeah! I, I could be wrong, but did you ever say the Wikipedia joke differently before? Uh, yeah, I, before I said it, like, I'm going on Amazon. I, I was trying to, like, draw a parallel with spot up, like, my brain is like having the free version of Spotify mm-hmm. um, and that it's constantly on shuffle and I used up all my skips going on Wikipedia or something, mm. something else. It ended up feeling like too involved though. I was too just much. trying to tear it down a little bit. Because I remember, because um, I, I, I think there's a, if there's a way you can write it by only saying Wikipedia once, yeah. I think that'd be better. It would hit harder, yeah. but I'd love that joke anyways. Okay, Ian Levy coming back up to the mic. Ian Levy getting back in. Getting back in. Um, you could, I mean, just this is maybe just a throwaway joke, but you could just say uh, with the losing your Adderall, you'd be like, oh, I need to get some more Adderall because I recently lost my Adderall uh, in my mouth. That's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Yay, sell me your Adderall. Yay. That's not true. I don't I do not do well on Adderall. It's bad when I take uh, when I take uppers. It's bad news. All right. So uh, we have a bunch of comics left. So we're going to cut the comments out. But we're going to give everybody four minutes from here on out, which is very exciting. If you want to give them notes, talk to them after. That's fine. But stick around and uh, give this $2. And your next comedian's very funny man. Put your hands together for Adam Perlstein. Yes, it is. Sometimes. Hey, how about those Warriors, everybody? We're going on the finals, doing good. Um, I think it's kind of funny that we're gonna, uh, Trump's going to go an entire presidential term without ever having met a basketball player because <laughs> this is what they do. at the end of every season. It's like, all right, you guys won. You guys can go to the White House. And they're just like, fuck that shit. And then the other team is like, yeah, we're not going to go either. Like, You realize that Kim Jong-un has met more basketball players than, <laughs> than Donald Trump. I want to leave the stage. I'm just not, all my other stuff isn't as funny as that. I'm very, I'm scared right now. Um, shit. Um, where are the weed smokers at? People smoke weed in the audience. Couple there. Um, no judgment. Where are the non-weed smokers at? Shut into it. Doesn't fit your body chemistry. Right on. Where are the both people at? That's me. I'm both. I smoke weed every day and I hate it. I, I don't know 
Why I keep doing that? Um, it just like it turns off a part of my brain that makes me anxious. That's why I like it. But then it turns on another part of my brain that makes me equally just as anxious as it was beforehand. It's it's a it's a no win situation. It's um I was like the whole baseball thing. Like smoking weed is like going to a baseball game. Where like you think it's gonna be this lovely afternoon. You get there, it's hot, sticky. It's lasting a lot longer than you thought it was going to. And it feels like when I smoke weed with my friends, like they're so good at smoking weed that you can't even tell that they're high. And I don't understand the point. It's like, hey man, you want to do drugs and act like we're sober? It's like I don't get the point of. Uh, <laughs> of doing that there um but uh, people say that weed's medicine there's so many contradictory points about weed like weed's medicine and also has never killed anybody before it's like that's not medicine like if it can't kill me i don't want it like that's a real medicine right there um speaking of arjun i had a bunch of uh, indian friends when i was growing up when my friends were uh uh sikh uh indians they wore the turbans and they faced a lot of racism because uh, people like thought they were muslim they kept getting shit for it and it's bullshit because like sikhs are really great people like they kill muslims like they're like the the mosquitoes of the war on terror. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, I um, I wear uh, uh, Magnum condoms, not for sex, just a good way to pack lunches. Put a sandwich in there, <laughs> carrots, go-gurt does not leak at all. Um, I'm really glad Big Gulp doesn't make condoms. Isn't that great? Like, Big Gulp from 7-Eleven made condoms. I'd be like, that's a medium? I don't think so. That's too big to be... <laughs> That's not a medium. But I do think condoms are actually like the most like feminist contraceptive. Like, uh, you know, because I mean, like, I think the whole power struggle is, is who has to get up after sex. Like, if you have a condom, you have to be the one that gets up. If you have an IED, the pill, anything else, then then you have to get up because you got to get the, the gook out of you. But uh, because it's the, uh, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a very humbling moment for a guy. Like, you're getting up and you're, like, trying to carry thing over. Like, you filled up an ice tray and hoping it doesn't leak by the time you get to the freezer. Like, that whole thing. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> um, last joke here. Um, I think it's so great nowadays. You just meet people online. It's just very easy to, um, like, it's just, it's so, it's so great. And it's very liberal, too. You can have multiple relationships, breakups, divorces. Nobody really cares. Like, when my grandparents were, like, dating, they got married when they were, like, 10, and then my grandpa went to war when he was 11 and he died when he was 13 and my grandma had to take care of eight kids and she can't like have a job because he dropped out of school during preschool and she has no marketable skills and then she died from farting when she was 21 that's all it was in the old days everybody <laughs> uh, the punchline needs more words all right cool uh, one last other uh, joke here um, uh, so I remember I saw uh, Black Panther opening day in Oakland Grand Lake Theater and the opening shot of uh, Black Panther it goes Oakland, California and everyone's like yeah yes us and then it goes 1999 and everyone's just like I moved here from Sausalito three years ago <laughs> not really from here alright that's my time thanks guys Adam Burlstein yay Get the cook out of ya! Cook. That was very nice. Yay, your next comedian. What a funny lady she is. She's been gr- giving great comments all night. Put your hands together for Serene Wurskova! I don't know if you wanted to take this ta- or tired concept, but like maybe you could talk about like what anxiety you're in the mood for that day. Yeah. Because you could, anyways. All right. Uh, now help me, please. Okay. Um, 
so I'm talking a little bit about my brother as I'm trying to figure out this material. He's like very, he's very different from me. He's like the all-American boy that's like not, he's an immigrant, you know? And he, how do I put this? He's like if a white person was in brown face. Like he's in a frat. Like he's in a frat. He was like the president of a bunch of sports in high school. He was like big man on campus. Like president of a bunch of clubs. Goes to went to UCSD, graduated, and is a financial analyst and makes a lot of money. And then goes to Coachella and buys Molly. <laughs> like we know that guy, right? Like we swipe left on Tinder. We know that guy, and. Um, He's happy. <laughs> it's insanity. Like, and that's the thing. It's like there's two types of people. There's the one that separates work from play, and then there's the one that makes their work their play, like me, and I'm broke, and I'm here, having a great time, grand old time. I'm actually giving money to Mike's. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I, I wonder about, like, how that happened, because we look the same. Like, we look, he looks like me with a beard. It's weird it's very weird because it's like oh you're so attractive but like it's no that's weird don't say that uh <laughs> is it weird if he looks like me yeah it's so weird okay um what do we talk about i think that there when you're an immigrant in america there's like a few routes you can take you can either a become exactly what your parents want you to be and you do your engineering job or whatever the fuck and i know someone like that at berkeley and this is how she smiles in every photo. <laughs> that person's broken. Like, that is not a person. <laughs> it's fucked up. And I, I don't like her personally. I think she's very annoying. And she, she cried for three fucking months when she got to college because she missed her family so much. I was drinking. I was having a grand old time with freedom. I was liberated. There's the second person, like my brother, separates work from play. And then there's the person who, yeah, me, that does, oh, the other thing is the person who makes, sorry, the person who separates work from play, they don't tell their parents they do Molly or go to Coachella or anything or go to EDC, obviously. They lie to their parents, tell them exactly what they want to hear, and they go do whatever they want. The third type is the hardest, which is, I would argue, is what I'm doing. No big deal. And uh, I'm living my life and telling my parents what I'm doing, and they are disappointed okay yeah uh that is the one <laughs> that is the word <laughs> and um yeah i think thank you i think that i mean this is something that i've observed that there's a lot of south asian men um that you're like tell me about me <laughs> um that there's the stereotype that a lot of them are like you know fragile and and very demure and and you think of the stereotype is like raj from big bang theory all right, which is conflicting because it's like, yeah, representation, but like, no, that's not all of us. And um, I think my brother just in, in his subconscious didn't want to be anything like that. So he's like, I'm going to drink protein powder. And uh, I don't, last note, I don't think he has existential questions. Like, I can't imagine him, because he's a powerlifting champion also, and he's a bodybuilder. I can't, I'm not a fucking kidding. I can't imagine him like holding a protein shake outside of the gym, just like shaking the bottle going like, what does it mean? <laughs> like, what if I didn't lift these weights? Like, what if I didn't get my dick sucked by all these bitches? 
I don't know if that part's true, but you want the best for your family. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Any comments or no? No, we don't have time, but do you ever question the nature of your own reality? Yeah, that's true. That was so great. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm 43 and my parents are still not proud of me. They actually sent me an email yesterday just to remind me that they're still not proud of me. So you're young. You have many years for them to continue saying they're not proud of you. Just let it go now so it doesn't bother you 20 years in the future when you're me. Don't let it bother you. Yeah, no, I know. It's just, it's through email. It's very tertiary. I mean, it's just email, but it still hurts, you know? That's fine. My dad told me to get a day job. I sent him the GoFundMe. I was like, hey, the station's having trouble. Uh, I'm wondering if you can pass this out to your Republican email group and see if you can get the rich people to give me some money. And uh, he emailed back, hey, it sounds like it's time for your hobby to end and you need to go get a day job. (laughs) So for all of you that are worried... (laughs) Don't worry. You can't. Don't worry. I'll hate myself more than any of you, and my parents will hate me more than any of your parents will ever hate you because I am white and I had promise. <laughs> I was born on third base, and they're like, Why are you underneath the dugout? What is wrong with you? Why are you, why are you so dirty? Like, what is, we told you not to dig ditches. That was like the whole thing. Like, could you not? Your next comedian, funny guy, put your hands together for VJ. that guys did you know that they're playing the movie alfred hitchcock's the birds at uh, outdoor movie night <laughs> in fisherman's wharf <laughs> they're playing a movie about seagulls attacking people two seagulls <laughs> you're just giving them ideas that's all i'm saying i, I love animals uh, you know some people say that you know there are some people who say that animals are safer in zoos. Wild animals are safer in zoos than the wild. Uh, they say that a lion lives only up to 10 years in the wild because at some point the young lions, the cubs, when they grow up, they kill them, kill them off. I think that's bullshit because wild animals should be free. And uh, I don't think one should cage an animal for if it's done nothing. Maybe if a lion you know, killed a zebra or something. It's okay to put it in the zoo for like five years and then, and then release it, but, and then it, that at least would give it some street cred, right? And the young lions would be like, don't mess with Uncle Mufasa. He did five years in Oakland Zoo. Because you heard about the Oakland BBQ incident where the, where the lady stopped people from barbecuing. Uh, it's racist, not, uh, actually it's true. You're not supposed to barbecue there with charcoal grills. But the reason it's racist is because she quoted a trivial rule, a red tape, to stop people from doing something, which is exactly what happened to me when I came to San Francisco from India. I got it two years ago. I got into this cab, and the driver is like, you can get into this cab. I'm, he saw my face, and he's like, I'm like, why not? Apparently, I needed to download an app called Lyft and then <laughs> only call the cab from there. And the cab driver is Indian. I mean, does it? He's also Indian, so does it count as racism? Uh, it's fine because I get like uh, mistaken for Mexican many times because of my dark hair. And uh, it's usually somebody who's just landed in town and he's like, habla espanol. And it looks like he either wanted help or money or something like that. I'm not like, no senor. And then I, I catch him, he's like, look at this guy, won't even help my countryman. But I'm not Mexican, I'm, I'm from India. I mean, if, 
uh, if an Indian comes to me and says, would you help me out? I'm always like, no, I, I'm Mexican, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I just got out of a long-term relationship right now. So I'm dating. Uh, the reason I got out is because of broken trust. You know what she did? She poked a hole in the condom. Yeah, and I'm like, why did you do that for? And she's like, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, all my friends are having kids. I mean, I'm th about 30. If not now, when will I have kids? I'm like, but couldn't you have at least done it before I put it on? <laughs> man, it's hard to date these days, man. Because uh, this, this, I asked this girl out and she's like, I, I only date people who are poly. And I'm like, you're in luck because I'm polyglot. I speak four languages. Five including Pig Latin. But uh, I, I know you were talking about Aziz and Sari. Uh, every Indian comic has to talk about him, right? It's funny because I went uh, through something that he went through too. It's like I asked this girl out and I invited ba her back to my place. And she's like, of course, all girls should know by now that if you're inviting a girl back to your place, it's, you know what, right? It's an invitation to party. But, but when she came back to our house and I started kissing her and making advances, she's like, sex will cost extra money. <laughs> but then, yeah, but women say that, you know, chivalry is dead. There are no gentlemen anymore. But you know what I did? I could have kicked her out of my house. I could have gotten her an Uber pool, but no. I drove her back all the way to that corner I picked her up from because I'm a gentleman. That's my time, guys. Thank you. VJ, what a gentleman. Yay, drove her all the way back to Shotwell. Yeah, right up the street from here. Good stuff. Your next comedian, super funny lady. I enjoyed, she did a set here uh, two weeks ago and, and we laughed. I laughed so hard. She's such a funny lady. Put your hands together for Valerie Vernale. Let's run through some of these things. Um... I was reading about Golden Gate Bridge jumpers, okay? Um, and it was an article all about what happens to their bodies when they jump off, right? So they gave the story of this guy. He was walking along the bridge. Nobody thought anything was happening, but the camera saw him. And he was just normally walking. And then the next thing you know, he turned and he swan dived um, into the bay, um, which is a beautiful way to do it, right? And like a nice swan dive, like he thought about the people watching. Um, <laughs> And then, so what happens is when you jump off the bridge, your body goes 75 to 80 miles per hour and then you make impact with the water and your ribs will uh, crush and start stabbing your organs. You'll probably internally bleed, hemorrhage a little bit. Um, you'll be banged the fuck up, right? And then so every time someone jumps, hits the water, whatever, um, the Coast Guard has to go grab the body, bring it on board and every single time they have to give the body CPR. Right? And I go, this is a perfect metaphor for every relationship I've been in. Um, it's, it's just me dragging the body on. I'm like, let's get the lip to lip, baby. Let's, come on, I don't wanna be on Tinder. Um, 
I also go, this is also a great metaphor for me when I'm binge drinking, because I don't do regular alcoholism. I'm like, that's too much work. Um, let's just do it one day. <laughs> that's just it. All in one day. It's like, boom. It's like, everybody thinks I'm looking fine. You know, like, oh, you're having a good time. Just a glass of wine. And then next thing you know, bottle of Jaeger, 80 fucking miles. And then it's just me and my friends trying to, like, drag me into a fucking Uber pool and be like, all right. <laughs> but it's not going to be okay. Um... I don't know if I should take that into a different direction and be like, that's how democracy works too. Um, all right, ghosting. People talk about ghosting a lot, but it's like, honestly, that's a way of life. Like there's only in like romantic relationships do you break up with the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Every other relationship that you don't want to be a part of, you just stop talking to them. You avoid them. You're just busy. You know what I mean? Like you don't sit down with your estranged parents and go, look, like this just isn't. <laughs> fucking working out for me or for you like I loved those heart-shaped salami sandwiches as a kid but we've just reached a moment where like I've grown you've grown we're like individuals two birds flying no it's just bye you know what I mean? it's not even bye it's just stops so ghosting's just the way it like, like honestly like it's just nice to be ghosted really it's just it's just more of normal um what else ethnic cleansing mm. um <laughs> It sounds so nice, right? It sounds like spring fucking cleaning, um, but it's just us. <laughs> like, all right. Um, I watched this episode of Trading Spaces where the shit went wrong. Um, so, like, if you don't know the show Trading Spaces, two uh, neighbors they get to switch houses and to redesign uh, like one room in the house. And there was one episode where the dude and the wife flipped the fuck out. And we're like, "What did you do?" And the designer was like, "No, this is great. It'll be like New York City meets farmhouse meets everything and all that." And like, she spent like damn near every single penny of the budget for this ugly ass fucking room. And this family walks in and goes, "What the fuck?" did you do I'm like that's what happens when black people go to Stockton it's like we traded spaces but this shit sucks um all right um hurt feelings so Chris Rock has a bit about Trump like the reason why he's in there is because he's a bully right and we as Americans don't know how to deal with bullying and I argue um that's bullshit um I think we were the bullies and he has hurt feelings and that's how it worked um I think Columbine was hurt feelings I think everything's really hurt feelings and we're just assholes. Like, what if we just kill this motherfucker with kindness? You know what I mean? What if we're just like, yo, dude, you, man, fucking kill him. Because then the mission's done, right? Because it's like, he has a personality like me. Like, I feel like I'm only good when I'm the underdog. And I feel like he needs that. That's just me and my thoughts. And then one more thing. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, rape in Viceland. Okay, I don't have time. <laughs> for this can I do it real, real quick okay so uh, Viceland had a whole thing on like the colleges thing right and they're saying like oh we don't want anybody to be triggered that was like sexually assaulted and I'm like yo dude like if someone in your audience is sexually assaulted it's like you do realize they got sexually assaulted on your campus so like you're the trigger like your student loans are the fucking trigger like you know what I mean and they got raped like that's the worst thing to happen anything other than that it's like if you have AIDS does a flu really matter you know what I mean <laughs> So that's all I wanted to say. Thank you, guys. Valerie Vernale. Top dog. She says underdog. I say top dog. You have one last comedian here tonight. Thanks for sticking around. Put your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. Hanging by a song. But the strings already broke. Wow, that was so good. Ah, I'm jealous. Anyways, uh, the other day, uh, a homeless person...
I turn it off? Uh, the other day, a homeless person said to me, hey, Mr. Gandhi, got any change? And uh, it's weird when a, ra- a homeless person is racist to you because you can't be like, hey, I know you sleep on the ground, but you hurt my feelings. Uh, so instead, I went with, you know, like Gandhi said, you got to be the change you want to see in the world. And then he turned into a pile of nickels. <laughs> I know, isn't that funny? I uh, I do though. I I want to live my life with the confidence of a homeless person crossing the street where they're not supposed to. Because uh, have you seen that when they walk across? They walk across and they're like, "Hey, I know you could hit me, but you fucking won't, you bitch." I I when I cross a crosswalk, I apologize with my body language, and they will strut across Sixth Street like it's fucking nothing. Anyway, I uh. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I'm bipolar, and so anytime I feel bad, I like to play a game called, am I depressed or do I have a real reason to be sad? And the answer is always yes to both. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Am I right? What else did I write? I get in a lot of fights on the internet, and so I recently decided that I want a kid, because I'm pretty sure that's the only way I can get someone to agree with me. Uh-huh. If I just raise them with my beliefs, and I just stuff them full. I, uh, what else? Oh, Kanye West has recently been saying that he, like, he's bipolar, and so that's what justified a lot of his statements. But I don't know what it says about me, but even when I'm very manic, I'm super liberal. Like, I'll be like, if I'm manic, I'll be like, I can do anything except for live on minimum wage. <laughs> you know? Or like, I control the world, but not a woman's uterus. Am I right? Okay. Is that funny to you guys? I bet it is, but not to other people. Anyways, I, when I first got to college, I just assumed that drinking was a magical potion that would prevent me from having consequences for my actions. Uh, so I did a lot of stupid stuff. Like one time I went into a girl's dorm and I was like, you guys are hot, but not my type. And then I wouldn't leave. Uh-huh. Uh, I should have. I should have, and in hindsight, I was, of course, they didn't talk to me. They were right, and I was wrong. Max, you told me that would be funny, and it wasn't. How dare you? Shut up. Anyways, you know, I feel like we need more Indian representation in media because I know this has been touched on, but I'm really tired of being compared to Aziz Ansari. Uh, he is not a hot name right now, if you guys have noticed, but I, because uh, I look like Aziz Ansari if Aziz Ansari was a different Indian person. Uh, um, like, he is a short, ugly man, and I'm just a tall cutie, you know what I mean? I got it going on. But here's my impression of Aziz Ansari, because I love doing it. Uh, I'm a feminist until it's hard. Oh! Oh, man, I really hoped that racist homeless bit was going to be funny, but it's not. Anyway, um, am I the last comic? Yes. Well, then we can all go home. Yay! Hi. Arjun Banerjee! I am so glad to know that Kanye West is bipolar because that's the reason why he's doing Family Feud. I mean, Christ. I was like, Kanye West, really? Family Feud? Like, what is wrong with you? He's like trying to be a regular American. I was like, I, I mean, he's Jesus for God's sake. Like, Jesus would not be on Family Feud, would he? If Jesus came back, would he be on Family Feud? Would he be talking to Steve Harvey? Or, 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 or who was the original guy who made out with the girls? The weird guy, the fucking guy in the 70s who was so creepy you were the same age you should know i'm looking at george of of ftw which is the next show uh this was uh richard dawson was his name creepy richard dawson yeah well i would everyone wanted to make out with 
Burt Reynolds after he was on that bear thing in the Cosmopolitan. Uh, all right, everybody, this has been Joke Workshop. Coming up next is Forever Two Wheels. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yay, bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah.
you know what a password is? That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 